Live from Starbase 69, it's the Dockerverse Podcast. Episode 132, Taking a Flying Leap into the Future. I'm your announcer, Dan Smith. In this episode, we've got readings from the Doclopedia and the Random Item. And now, having just made bank selling Vulcan sex toys, here's Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages. Welcome back to the Dockerverse podcast. I am your host, Doc Cross. I would like to thank well-known artist and cartoonist Dan Smith for doing that Boris Karloff-inspired introduction. That was great, Dan. Thank you. By the way, I could use more guest announcers, so if you're listening to this and you want to give it a shot, just let me know and I will set you up with the script and you can... Record it at home and send it to me. Well, around here, we have had sunny days for a while, and it's great. I've been able to get out in the garden, pull a lot of weeds because our ground is soaking wet, so the weeds pull up really easy. And I've trimmed some shrubs and got some things going. I've spread out more of my massive pile of wood chips, and so that's looking a little bit better. I hope you all have had a good week. And now, getting down to the really important business of the show, I would like to thank my wonderful, wonderful patrons over on Patreon, who are just the greatest people in the world. They really are. So, thank you, David. Thank you, Marion. Thank you, Avis. Thank you, Bruce. Thank you, James. Thank you, Mark. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Lori. And thank you, Peter. You guys are great. And I hope you enjoy the rest of the show. Okay, folks, we are doing another set of Doclopedia readings. And this one starts off with Doclopedia entry number 1000, where I ask some readers to assist me on what the 1000th entry should be. And they came up with an interesting one that I had to turn into an entry. And I managed to pull it off. So here we go. The reader-assisted 1,000th entry, The Marmalade Moon Paladin. In that other world, the one all children know about, but teenagers can barely remember, and adults can't even think of until they get really old, but that's when childhood returns anyway. Well, all the really great stuff happens there, and the forests are either big and fun or dark and scary, They're like five moons, and they each have different colors and get their names from food of the same color. Well, okay, not the bouncy ball moon, which is about 23 different colors and sort of moves around the sky like a bouncy ball. But the other four moons are, sure enough, there's the grape jelly moon, the pickle moon, the mayonnaise moon, and the best moon of all, the marmalade moon. Sir Teddy Bear and the Knights of the Toy Box went there back when the evil wind-up wizard stole the Cupcake Princess so they could ask for the help of the greatest knight of them all, the Marmalade Moon Paladin. Naturally, the Marmalade Moon Paladin agreed, since he totally loved cupcakes and he knew that the cupcake elves were very good folks. Well, when he came down to the world from the Marmalade Moon 
and got all of the cupcake elves and ice cream gnomes and about a zillion other folks, and they went to the itchy desert and stormed the mile-high tower of the evil wind-up wizard, and they had to fight zomboids and dracoons and weirloos and potato giants and even a heck of fino. But they beat them all up, and then the marmalade moon paladin brought the cupcake princess home, and there was the best party ever. Later, they got married and went to live on the marmalade moon and had nine children. Sometimes, they all had big family adventures, like the time the television goblins painted the green and yellow forest blue and brown, or the time that the family went to visit the king of the sideways city. I'd tell you more about them, but I'm getting sleepy now. The Doclopedia, number 1001. Out in the Woods, Old Max. Well, I'll tell you one thing. Old Max is the biggest damn bear you'll ever see, boy. He's got away a ton and a half, and he stands about 15 feet tall when he rears up on his hind legs. Got paws the size of that platter your grandmother serves turkey on come Thanksgiving. Got funny-looking eyes, too, all big and green. Now, nobody knows exactly where in the woods he lives. Bears like to roam around, and old Max roams a hell of a lot more than most. I've seen him over near Trout Lake, less than five miles from here, and that fellow who delivers the propane saw him all the way over by Onkleyville, and that's a good 75 miles away. Charlie Bowles said he saw old Max way up on the old gold mine on Indigo Mountain, but that's 120 miles away, and Charlie was probably drunk since he also said he saw old Max fly away. Yeah, lots of hunters had gone after old Max, and a couple who came back out of the woods alive said they shot him. Only trouble is that getting shot pisses him off. Ask old Leif Grogan sometime what happened to his left arm. He shot old Max from a hundred feet away and barely lived to tell about it. Of course, I reckon old Max got a tummy ache after eating Leif's arm, seeing as how Leif is such a tough old son of a bitch. But you damn kids stay the hell out of those deep woods if you don't want to end up as bear food. Hi-ho, folks. It is random item time, and this time our random item is an expensive knife. So the knife in question, depending on your genre or the setting in that genre, could be an expensive knife from, say, a rare family heirloom silverware set. It could be, you know, the, the cheese knife or something, but it's very rare. It's very expensive. And somebody hires you to find out what happened to it. Did the servants steal it? Did it just get lost? Nobody knows. Nobody can find it. Nobody knows what happened. Also, in a modern or in a pulp setting, you could have it be a knife that belongs to a high-ranking mob person, you know, mob lieutenant. Maybe uh, Joey the Knife had this knife made special when he was a young man, you know. He... he came into some money, he had this knife made, this knife is worth, you know, three grand. And it means a lot to him, because he's used it to kill a lot of people, and he's got an attachment to it. So Joey comes to you and he goes, you know, I lost this knife, I don't know, I think maybe it was stolen, I think could have gone here, but because of certain uh, contractual things between families, I can't go looking for it, so how about you guys go looking for it, and when you're done, I'll give you five G's, or whatever. Or, you know, he'll, he'll tell you who pulled off the big bank robbery or something. So you go looking for Joey's knife. 
Of course, the knife could be expensive and used in a murder. So here you are, and this could be in almost any genre. You find the body laying there, and it's got a really nice, really sharp, really deadly knife stuck in its back or laying next to a cutthroat or whatever. And the knife is your clue. Who could afford this knife? Did they steal it? Did they buy it? Did they have it made special? Is there something magical about this knife? Is there something supernatural about this knife? Is, you know, the knife sentient, as it might be in a fantasy setting? You could also have the knife be something that has just been made, and now you have to convey it from the maker to the buyer. And, of course, that's never just walking across the street and go up three flights and drop it off at the guy's office. No. You got to take it X number of miles through the twisty forest of many plot hooks, uh, up the hill of danger, across the valley of ogres who are going to beat the shit out of you, whatever. And you got to take it to this person for whatever reasons. You could also have the knife be something you need to complete a adventure, maybe to complete a ritual at the end of an adventure. You've been traveling for years in this campaign, doing this, doing that, and finally the GM says, all right, you know that really nice knife you found that you never got around to selling? Well, turns out you need to go use that to help the druids of the high forest complete a ritual that will eradicate, I don't know, death worms from the world or whatever the case that might be. You could also, in a science fiction setting, have this knife be a gift from, say, the Federation to the Klingon Empire. You know, you've got this really, really nice, really well-crafted, really good-looking, big-ass knife that any Klingon would be proud to have, and you're going to present it to the Klingon in charge and forge some alliances between the Empire and the Federation. You could also have this knife be something that they find and it grants powers or something like that. That's a standard sort of thing in D&D and fantasy games of all sorts for that matter. Perhaps the knife grants superpowers. So in the modern day, you have this knife and it can cut through any material. It's like a damn lightsaber almost. It can cut through any material but it also makes you faster, stronger, and tougher. So you become known as the golden knife or something. Whatever the case, you have got a knife that you can use in any setting, in any game. And as always, if you use it, let me know. And so we come to the end of another podcast. I would like to thank you all for listening today, folks. If you have any suggestions, comments, or questions, I can be reached on Facebook, where I'm Doc Cross, on WordPress at the Docverse blog, on the Mastodon Dice Camp server as Doc Cross, via email at agentroscoe at gmail.com. If you are listening on what used to be Anchor but is now Spotify for podcasts, you can leave a voicemail. And you patrons can leave me a message on my Patreon page, and I'll find out about it very quickly. If you'd like to support me via Patreon and hear these podcasts two months before they go up on the aforementioned Spotify for podcasts, 
go to www.patreon.com forward slash Doc Cross. You can pledge as little as a dollar a month, or you can just go hog wild and pledge as much as you want. I won't care either way. I will thank you very much. For one-time or occasional donations, you can use my coffee or Kofi page, depending on how you pronounce it. And there you'll find me as DocCross4591. And again, you can pledge once, you can pledge as often as you like, whatever, it's up to you. If you'd like to sponsor this podcast or advertise on it, get in touch with me by any of the methods I have just mentioned. Our music was Watch It by Mr. Smith off of the Free Music Archives. And by the way, that will be our music for probably the next couple of months. This podcast and everything on it, except the music, is copyright 2023 by Doc Cross. I'll see you all next week. Live long and prosper.